Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Because I know many of you are trying to make tough decisions right now. I had to make some tough decisions this week. And as a leader, you have to make decisions that affect other people's lives. Everything's not about you. Every decision you make as a leader is not about you. There are souls to consider. There are lives in the mix. President Trump, he said on the White House briefing Friday afternoon or Thursday afternoon, I forget now it all blurs together, that this is opening the country or not opening the country is one of the toughest decisions, probably the most important decision. He finally said it is the most important decision I will have ever made. Can you imagine the weight on his shoulders? But it's all relative, beloved. It's all relative. The decisions you make might not have to be about whether to open a country. Maybe millions of lives are at stake, but maybe your life is at stake in terms of your future and your hope and the will of God. Or maybe it's your family, something you have to decide. That's a major decision. Maybe it's concerning a ministry. Do I have church? Do I not have church? Do I furlough my employees? Do I not furlough my employees? What do I do? We don't make decisions in a silo. We must learn how to make decisions with the Holy Spirit. Earlier this year, I offered a free video goal setting with the Holy Spirit and I don't know how many people signed up for that, but it'd be a good time to go back and watch that video, Goal Setting with the Holy Spirit at schoolofthespirit.tv. But right now I want to pray with you through making tough decisions. I hope you're ready. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you at a time in the earth when crisis seems like it's all around us and there are decisions that have to be made, oh God. There are decisions that we have to make. And we don't have the luxury of waiting months to decide certain things. God, we need to make decisions. Some of us today, some of us this week, some of us, there are looming decisions. And within the next few weeks, we're going to have to make a choice. 
And Father, we thank you that you've given us the ability to reason and we understand pros and cons, make the list and look at it all and add it up. But we don't want to make decisions like the world makes decisions. It's not the right way. It's not the way we want to go. Yes, we can think about a thing. Yes, we can ponder a thing. Yes, we can deliberate a thing. But God, so many of us become confused because we just can't figure it out. Father, we cast these cares at your feet right now. We're not going to try to figure it out anymore. <laughs> no more. We're not going to try to figure this out anymore because obviously if we could have figured it out, we would have already figured it out. We still don't know what to do. And even more now, we don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. <laughs> Help us, Lord, to make decisions with your spirit, to trust in you with all of our heart, not just part of it, <laughs> not just part of it, not just... 90% of it, but all of it, all of it, all of it, all of it, all of it. Help us to trust in you with all of our heart and lean not on our own understanding. Lean, lean, lean not on our own reasoning. Lean, lean not on our own ability to decipher pros and cons. But help us, Lord, in all of our ways, in all of our decisions, in every crisis, in every trial, to acknowledge you, to turn to you and say, Lord, I do not know what to do. And I do not know how to pray as I ought. And I don't have the wisdom I need. And I've got to make a decision. I've got to, I've got to, I've got to do something or the decision will be made for me. I just see that. Thank you, Lord. The Lord is showing me. Listen to me, guys. Ladies, sons and daughters, prayer hub leaders, Ignite Network members, School of the Spirit students, listen to me. Some of you have been, ah, oh, to help me, Jesus. I say this with all love, but some of you have been putting off making certain decisions because they're tough. But the Lord shows me that if you don't make this decision, this decision will be made for you and you won't like it. You will end up with regret. You will end up with pain. You will end up with sorrow. At least if you choose to make a decision, even if you make the wrong one, at least you didn't let the devil make it for you. At least you didn't make, didn't allow circumstances to make it for you. I'm telling you the truth. Some of you, you'll bear witness to this if this is for you. Some of you, you've been putting off. Who's this for? Those who've been putting off making decisions and it's tormenting you. It's nagging you. It's always in the back of your mind. Hear me, beloved. <laughs> Get with God and make that decision. I know it's tough. Some of you are having to make decisions that affect other people. If it were just about you, it would be no big deal, but you don't want to hurt somebody. Look, I don't like to hurt people either. Hurts me to hurt people. Wears me out trying to make those kind of decisions because my soul gets involved and so does yours. And that's why some of you have been putting off things. I spent two years one time in just uh, frustration, aggravation, irritation, and torment because I didn't want to give, I didn't want to hurt somebody's feelings by cutting something off. And guess what? They ended up upping and running off and leaving a big mess behind anyway. And I suffered those two years thinking I was being a loyal spiritual mother. And what happened in the end, they ran off anyway and made a big mess, blindside had no time to prepare, had no time to pick up the pieces. I had to deal with it immediately, and it was an upheaval. I didn't make the decision, so the devil made it for me. Do you hear me? I didn't make the decision, so the devil made it for me. 
and it was one of the best things that this person exited my life but it would have been better if they had exited about a year or so earlier and I wouldn't have had to go through all that aggravation grief suffering and torment sleepless nights praying should what should I do God loves people and if he's telling you to let something or someone go then he will take care of that person if they are not in the will of God then they're not benefiting and thriving some of you have to make decisions about money where do I cut back where do I keep spending God knows God knows God knows father help us not to move in fear because fear has torment help us Lord not to be anxious because your word tells us not to be anxious for anything but with all things through prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving to make our request known to God and we'll have the peace that passes all understanding it'll guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus that's a promise it's a promise that's a promise father help us to stand on that promise when we have to make these tough decisions Jesus even said I mean Jesus Jesus was God in the flesh come on Jesus was God in the flesh was he not he was God in the flesh was he not he was God in the flesh and he said I can do nothing on my own <laughs> as I hear I judge and my judgment is just because I seek not my own will but the will of him who sent me that beloved is the master key that beloved is the master key it's not about what you want John 530 go look it up I can do nothing on my own we can't even make good decisions on our own as I hear I judge that means he heard the Lord he heard God Almighty he heard the Father he didn't even try to figure it out he knew that he was utterly dependent on the Father and the Holy Spirit for his ministry because he walked the earth as a man he was fully God and fully man he was a man empowered by the Holy Spirit he leaned into the Holy Spirit and he only did what he saw the Father do I can do nothing on my own as I hear I judge and my judgment is just because my judgment is just because my judgment is just because I seek not my own will but the will of him who sent me the will of the Father so father help us as we make these decisions to seek your will because when we seek your will we will have a just judgment when we seek your will we can judge rightly when we seek your will everything works out best for everyone involved father we thank you that you give us that wisdom as we trust in you and we trust we trust you for the outcome because so many of you I can see it I can see it I can see that I know it because I've lived it some of you are afraid of the outcome <laughs> you trust him you know what the right thing to do is you know the right decision to make you know some of you have gotten to that point where you know you know you know you know you know what the just just judgment is you know what the right thing to do is you know it but you're afraid of what happens next you're afraid of the aftermath you're afraid of the blow-up you're afraid of what happens next what if I make the wrong decision or what if even if it's the right decision but then these people they don't like it and now I'm dealing with a bunch of backlash and persecution and hatred and my family doesn't love me anymore because I decided this and I decided that help us Lord not to fear man 
Don't fear a man who can, Jesus said, don't fear a man who can kill the body. But fear God who can kill the soul and the body. Jesus. Jesus. Help us, Lord, not to fear the outcome, to do what you tell us to do, regardless, 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 regardless of the outcome, the backlash, who likes it, who doesn't like it. It's easier said than done, I know. Give us the grace to do it, God. Give us the grace to make the tough decisions, Jesus. Give us the grace to do what seems to everyone around us to be the wrong thing to do. Just help us make sure that it's really you, God. We don't want to be deceived and we don't want to be afraid of being deceived. Just, Lord, make it so crystal clear, these tough decisions. Make it so plain. I see that, Lord. And the Lord is saying one way to judge is to judge the fruit. Jesus said, as I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just because I seek not my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Jesus, speaking of false prophets, says you can judge them by their fruit. But guess what? You can judge a lot of other things by its fruit. Now, the scripture that always tears me up is the one where the man wanted to pull up the, the tree because it wasn't producing fruit. And the farmer said, come back next year. It had already been fruitless for two years. And the farmer said, come back, just give it one more year. What does that mean? It means some things take time to bear fruit. But it's a difference. Ah, thank you, Jesus. I just got a revelation that just set me free. That scripture has tormented me for years because I'm always too slow to cut off things that need to be cut off. The fruit is bad, and I'm like, eh, maybe I should wait another year because the dude waited three years in the Bible. <laughs> but it wasn't that the fruit was bad. Hear me now. Hear me now. I want to read this to you in the Bible. I want to read this to you in the Bible. I know I'm going over my time today, but too bad. <laughs> too bad for me. I got things to do, but too bad for me. He spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig tree, Luke 13, verse 6. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, look, for these three years, I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? But he answered and said to him, sir, let it alone this year also until I dig around it and fertilize it. And if it bears fruit, well, but if not after that, you can cut it down. Now let's look at this verse carefully. Man had a fig tree. He planted it. It took him time and effort to plant that fig tree. He had to take and, and, and buy seed or, or acquire seed. He probably had to pull weeds from around it. He had to till the soil. He had to do all the things that it takes to plant a fig tree. And he came to seek the fruit because it should have had fruit. It should have had fruit, but it had none. Then he said to the keeper's vineyard, look for these three years, three years. Who suffers that long? God, God is long suffering. Look for these three years. I've come seeking fruit on this fig tree and found none. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? In other words, it's just taking up nutrients that other fig trees could be benefiting from. This tree is just sucking up the resources. It's not bearing any fruit at all. Just sucking up the resources. Just wearing me out. But he answered and said to him, Sir, let it alone this year also until I dig around it and fertilize it. And it bears fruit well. But if not, after that you can cut it down. Now, but here's the distinction and here's what just set my mind free. There's a difference. I want you to hear this. There's a difference between something bearing no fruit 
and something bearing bad fruit see Jesus said you will know them by their fruit he was speaking about false prophets and he was speaking about the poor fruit the bad fruit the deceptive fruit that false prophets bear everything in our life it either doesn't bear any fruit it bears good fruit and it bears bad fruit you understand it either doesn't bear any fruit it bears good fruit or it bears bad fruit so I've been holding on to things at some time some periods of my life I've held on to things just trying to give it another year or another season or whatever time period it is to see if it will bear fruit but that but see it already was bearing fruit certain relationships certain projects come on certain certain projects certain when I worked in the secular world I had assignments I had a company and I wrote journalistically and I had clients and sometimes I had to fire my clients I don't want to work with certain clients anymore they were bearing fruit I was getting money but they're also bearing bad fruit so the difference here is it's one thing when something's bearing no fruit it's hard to make a decision when something is bearing no fruit awakening house of prayer is going to be eight years old in May for the first couple of years it bared really no fruit for the first year let's say for the first year for the first six months in particular it was just me it wasn't bearing any fruit nothing that I could see nothing I could measure but there's a difference you don't cut off something immediately just because it bears no fruit businesses take time to grow ministries take time to grow relationships take time to bud but when it's bearing bad fruit you don't have to wait three four years do you see it I never saw it that way before and there are certain things where it's bearing bad fruit maybe maybe you have uh, maybe you have uh, a relationship in your life that in some ways there's some good fruit but most of it is bad fruit then you can judge it by the fruit if the fruit is rotten you gotta cut off the tree gotta cut it by the root does that make sense this is sort of spontaneous teaching morally I would give you more scriptures but the reality is there's a difference between something bearing no fruit that's when you fertilize it that's when you dig around it and fertilize it sometimes something that's bearing no fruit actually requires more of your attention sometimes when things that God told you to plant listen to me now when things God told you to plant aren't bearing fruit it may be that you need to put more attention to it, it maybe that you need to shift your strategy but when things are bearing rotten fruit it's time to cut ties I served on a pastoral staff of a little tiny church one time God told me to go serve there I didn't want to he said to go go serve there I was about probably 15 years older than the pastors they were very very young and they were trying to plant this church and they didn't have a lot of fruit and so God said go in there and help them dig help them plow help them build and they started to see fruit I started raising up volunteers and taking different ones to lunch every Sunday and they started to bear fruit they started to grow but as soon as they caught some growth some deception came in and then what they started doing was bearing some really 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 bad fruit and I told them we've got to clip this bad fruit off we got to cut it it's gonna spoil the whole church and they wouldn't listen and now the church no longer exists I didn't curse it I didn't curse the fig trade didn't curse the church but God sent me there to help them build and to warn them because that leaven was in the church the whole time but it didn't begin to manifest until the church grew so sometimes we have to look that there's no fruit and fertilize it and put some attention but when there's bad fruit that's when you really have to you know it doesn't take a profit to see when some's ready to cut off amen does that make sense hallelujah I want to remind you 
of our meeting at 2 p.m. Eastern time today. You can go sign up for that at jenniferleclair.eventbrite.com. It's free. I'm going to be with Rob Cates from Catch the Fire London. He's going to do a little bit of worship. I'm going to share a very important word about moving from limbo to leap, leaping out of the limbo. Lord gave me a word. I'm going to share that this afternoon. Sign up. You'll get the link to view it. If not, you can catch the replay. Amen. God is good. There's a lot of stuff there for you at jenniferleclair.eventbrite.com as well as schoolofthespirit.tv. We have the love challenge. This is not a one message. This is a series of messages, the love challenge. It's free. The only thing it'll cost you is maybe a little bit of your flesh. <laughs> it'll cost you a little bit of your time to watch it. Schoolofthespirit.tv. Go check out schoolofthespirit.tv and jenniferleclair.eventbrite.com. The remnant, discerning the remnant. You can watch the first of that series. It's free to watch at schoolofthespirit.tv. Just scroll down the banners. You'll come on. You'll see a video of me. Then you'll see the love challenge. Then you'll see discerning the remnant. Then you'll see walking in your prophetic destiny. Then you'll see the seer activation challenge. And you'll see transform. There's all the banners there. Click on that and take what's going to bless you. Watch it. It's free. I'm going to tell you about a couple of other exciting things in a moment. But if you would like to support this ministry, we can invite you. We can, we'd like to invite you to do that. And you can sow at jenniferleclair.org slash give. I am boosting all, you know, we reached an extra half a million people in the last like 12 days because we're boosting the prayer call posts every day. What does it mean to boost a post? It means that we're basically giving Facebook money to send this into the news feeds of people who may not normally see it. We reached an extra, it was a little over that, but essentially we reached an extra half a million people last week with this prayer. And we want to keep doing that because that's what it's all about. We love to reach you, but we want to reach new people who need to hear these kinds of messages. So if you can help sow, every little bit helps us to continue to continue this media outreach. It's, uh, it's, uh, the, the, it seems like it's, on the outside looking in, it seems like it's an easy task, but we, we put a lot of work behind it. JenniferLeClaire.org slash donate. You can use Cash App. Cash App is dollar sign Jennifer LeClaire, capital J, capital L, capital C. You can use the text to give, 754-701-2161. Text the word pray. Amen. On Wednesday, we're having a telephone prayer call. I'm looking for my intercessors to rise up. Spiritual, strategic spiritual warfare against COVID-19. I'm about done. We've been praying for Boris Johnson. He's, he's better now. He's almost, you know, he's well along recovered. He's still in the hospital, but he is recovering. He was on a deathbed, literally. I mean, he was, he was just in a bad, bad shape. And intercessors from around the world gathered in different cities. I know at different times, many people prayed, not just my prayer call, but many people's prayer efforts. Now he's rising up. So it's time to go into spiritual warfare against this COVID. We've prayed in tongues for an hour against it. People didn't like that. They said, well, I couldn't understand a word that was said. It's because it was in tongues, sweetheart. Amen. God understood every bit of it. We, we're going to gather Wednesday. If you can't gather, if, you're, if uh, we'll give you international dial-in numbers. If your phone plan, it's, it's a local number, but sometimes phone plans don't let you dial in. Just pray during that time with us. Tell us what you see. Strategic spiritual warfare. Discerning false apostles is next Friday night. Leaping out of limbo. I'm, I'm going to share the word today on Awakening Life, but I'm preparing an entire webinar on this, a free webinar. Leaping out of limbo, limbo preparing for what comes next. I'm going to do a completely free webinar where I'm going to dive deep into it. Today, uh, I can't dive as deep as I want. I've got a guest worship leader on. I, I want to take your prayer requests. 
and pray for some of you live. So I, I can't do all, I can't go as deep as I want to go today because it'll take me hours. So we're going to, going to do a special webinar on that on Sunday, April 19th, leaping out of window, limbo, preparing for what comes next. Some people are leaping out of windows. We need to pray against the suicide spirit. That's, that's, that's uh, one of the things we need to pray about is that suicide spirit. I'm also doing a webinar on Discover a Book of Acts prayer movement. I'm going to talk to you about what a Book of Acts prayer movement looks like and how we need to get back to that. This is only for the remnant intercessors. But if you if you won't uh, if you're not a remnant intercessor, you won't sign up <laughs> because it won't interest you. But those who are burning in prayer will sign up for this. It's free. Go sign up jenniferleclair.eventbrite.com. Awakening Prayer E Summit that's coming up a week later, and then the Ignite Prophetic E Summit. We might have to move that up, and it looks like a lot of the countries are going to still be on lockdown in May. So we're probably going to end up having to reschedule our May events as well. Unfortunately, we're waiting to hear, but it, we can't wait too much longer. But it sounds like Trump is saying he wants to open the country. He's got a task force to open the country. But the bottom line is they're talking about opening certain cities. And they mentioned like Utah, and South Dakota, North Dakota, places that are like spread apart. The cities I'm going to are hub cities. So, But hold on. If we've got a seer activation tour in your city, we will come. It might not be. This month or next month, but we will come. So just hold on to those tickets. They're transferable. Amen. God is good. God has given me a lot of strategies. Two years ago, I prophesied that a spirit of innovation was coming on the church. That God was pouring that out. Now some, I'm not trying to be mean-spirited, but some people in some churches, they won't innovate. They just won't. They're too stuck in their ways. They won't. But I'm telling you, churches right now that have a, a heart to innovate, God is pouring out ideas. We just have to be rested, and we have to hear his voice. Some of the best days of, of, uh, of innovation for me are when I don't have to be anywhere on a Saturday, when I'm not traveling, and I try to have at least one Saturday a month, even in the height of my busy schedule, where I don't have to do anything. And that's when I think all day. And God just gives me all kinds of great ideas how to bless his people. But there's a spirit of innovation, and God's pouring it out. But if, if people don't want it, they won't receive it. They don't, people don't receive anything they don't want, right? You don't receive salvation unless you want it. You don't receive prayer from people unless you want it, right? So some churches just, they won't. They'll just shut her up until it's time to open, and they'll open back up. But churches, we know it has changed. I also prophesied at the beginning of this year that mega churches were about to have to go undergo a transformation if they were going to keep their mega church status. I prophesied all that. It's on YouTube. And I believe that's part of it. I, was, I think the Lord was showing me something. I didn't know what it was or why. We all have to go deeper right now. Some of you need to start awakening prayer hubs. I'm telling you. Awakening prayer hubs are rising in the nations. They're not full-blown houses of prayer. We just launched a new house of prayer in Birmingham. If you're in Birmingham, you can go to awakeninghouseofprayer.com and go into the locations. And you can contact that leader there. They'll probably start meeting in May unless, unless they just can't. But we just launched in Birmingham, Birmingham, Alabama, not Birmingham, England. We'd love to launch in Birmingham, England, but we're looking at Birmingham, Alabama. But Awakening Prayer Hubs are many M-I-N-I houses of prayer. They're not in a facility necessarily. They're in a house or in a marketplace or even in a prison. We have prison prayer hubs. We have about 75 of those right now in 10 nations. You can find out more about that at awakeningprayerhubs.com. You, you can do an e-prayer hub. And that says an awakening prayer hub is doable and a wonderful blessing. Yeah, it helps us because we can send you, we can connect intercessors to you. We send out emails and right now we're still trying to get some of our prayer hub leaders to 
get their email set up properly and make sure that it's working and they can check it because we give you your own email address with your city name. And we don't want to send intercessors your way if you're not answering that email or if the email's not functioning properly for any reason. Amen. So we're working on getting those. We've sent out a few and it's going to be good. All right, guys, I'll see you later. I love you. Have a great day. We'll be back with you. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seers ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.